Yo. I said, yo. I said, yo. Welcome back. I thought it was episode 14. Avery told me this was episode 13. Um, But yeah, we haven't missed a week. I've seen this guy about 350,000 times in the past Non-stop. three months. And honestly, I look around at all these podcasts, all these all these killers trying to trying to make get their name on the podcast scene. They're missing weeks left and right. That's what I'm saying. And we and when I got up here, I said, Zane, look, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. And we're going to inject ourselves in the middle of everyone's routine. And they're going to have running things considered be a part of their week every single week. Every week. You can count on it. Every single week. I drove in the car today delivering popsicles for seven plus hours, and I'm here today. I woke up, decided I wanted to make a crop top, so I had a <laughs> shirt, and I cut it up, and I made a crop top, and it looked real stupid. Raindrop. Crop top. top. <laughs> it looked real stupid, but I wore it anyways because I needed to cross train for 70 minutes, and now I'm here. Well, speaking of cross training, I had a dream about Rihanna last night. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell she, me more. Tell me more. We, her, and I were dating. Um, cause she's bad girl Riri. I'm bad boy Zizi. You know. <laughs> and uh, she offered me one hundred thousand dollars cash to quit my job. What'd you do? I contemplated it because in my dream, I thought that I. Well, I didn't know if her and I were gonna last. But the. And the hundred thousand dollars might get a little awkward. Well, it wouldn't get awkward. It was just like, what if I can't get a job after these this X amount of time that we break up? Maybe I could have made more than a hundred thousand dollars in that time. That's true. Yeah. What are you sacrificing? Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> Bad girl. Rihanna. I did quit my job in the dream, and I got woken up actually by my boss because now people call me at seven o'clock in the morning and think that I'm up emailing people about popsicles. <laughs> And that's your life. That's my life. And on that note, I think it's time to roll that intro. Yeah. History lesson, a hip hop history lesson for y'all young heads out there from my old head like myself. Uh, who is that? What was that record? That was, was that Diddy, record? Bad Boy for Life. <laughs> I forgot about that song, and then a couple weeks ago I heard it on the radio, and I was like, well, I haven't listened to that song in like 10 years. Took it down memory lane? Yeah, but I've listened to it probably 3,000 times in the past week. That's how my brain, if that, I that, find the song that I like, I'll just listen to it until I want to shoot myself. Yeah, I have that problem too. Yeah. And speaking of wanting to shoot yourself, I had. The craziest dream yeah. of all time. I woke up crying. Literally, yeah. I woke up crying. And before I get into this dream, I just want to set the stage and give you guys a little science lesson saying that the the logical part of your brain is more or less shut off when you're dreaming. And it's just the emotional part, more or less, on the wheel driving you around Dreamtown. And so, so here's the dream, okay? So I'm on a bus, and we're driving up the side of a mountain. It's me and my girlfriend. The whole bus is packed, and this really doesn't have much to do with it. But just to let you know how ridiculous it is. So we're just on the bus. I think we're in like Yosemite or something. It's beautiful. My girlfriend says, hey, Avery, I'm going to go back to get something. I'm like, all right, whatever. So she goes back and she comes She comes back with four four toddlers. And they're, they're these mixed children that are really cute, really nice little children. And she says, Avery, 
these these are your children and i'm like what these are your children they don't have names yet you have to name them and she just sits them right next to me and they just start talking to me and oh, they could talk and they didn't have names yet that's what i'm telling you bro i had to set the stage i had to set the stage that this dream made no sense and it, it was it was emotionally impactful for me because i just had to think of it like oh what do i name them what do i name them and i started crying because i'm so happy that i have children i have four beautiful children that are four years old just newly born <laughs> and, new uh, newborn four-year-olds yeah. what did you name them do you remember did you name them i named one of them jordan i know that jordan jordan that was what you came up with uh, well i woke up and then uh, right after i named the first one i woke up crying and i was like what is happening what are what i just started your, laughing what are your some of your f- names you would name a kid if you were to have a child that's a conversation i haven't had before um, is it really not well not like not seriously oh um I don't know. I I would want to have like some sort of meaning. I want to just name my kid like I don't know, like Daenerys or something like people do. <laughs> but I don't know. How Robert about, Daenerys. Yeah, Robert Daenerys. <laughs> I don't know. Who do you name yours? I've been I've thought about this forever, and I now that you're asking me, I'm blanking on the dang names. But I because you know I do think about naming a kid something, and then like once they grow up, if they were to submit their resume. And they'd be like, well, this kid's name is blah, blah, blah. Like, true. this is kind of like a, a deal breaker already. Right. But I always like the name Cash. Cash Cobra. I, I know someone named Cash, actually. Dude, like, yeah. this is real name. He's from for... Florida, so we got we got all sorts of characters yeah. down there. I like the name Cannon. Well, it's not his real name, Colt. actually. Yeah. Colt? Yeah. You can't name your C-O-L-T. son Colt. C-O-L-T. Obviously, you can't name your son Colt right now. Yeah, true. That's a... Cannon's type. Cannon Cobra. Cannon. I like that. Yeah, or Cash. I don't know. Cannon I got Cobra. a couple... So like, a, you, I, you, I can tell you like alliterations yeah, yeah, with yeah, your yeah, names yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say something that was an oh. <laughs> alliteration, but I'm not going to. Um, and then speaking of alliteration, you had a time trial. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Transition. Look how that worked out. I uh, Chris, give me an Emmy for that one. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was actually not planned. And, uh, I'm smart like as shit. Button. Yeah. So you had time, a time trial. It was a 5K time trial. My roommate's... At Georgia Tech, you know, I wanted to finish off the season with a good 5K. So I was like, hey, let me hop on. I asked my coaches. They said it was cool. I haven't really ran a serious 5K time, like 5K ever, really, on the track. And I won't even count this as a serious attempt. But, yeah, so my previous PR was 1503. And I wanted to break 15. I know I could go way faster than that. But the the, the main thing I did was I trash-talked my coach, Coach Amy Begley. Because yeah. her PR is 14. 1456. And she she brings it up every time the fight, the event comes up, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's better than mine. I know yeah. sub fifteen, which is I think she's number like eight all time of American. Yeah, maybe not maybe not higher than that. I think I checked recently. It was like, oh. but I, I don't know even... double perform. But like no, yeah, that's literally insane. So like, yeah. I gotta beat my coach's PR. <laughs> yeah. And I I ended up uh, I wanted to I wanted to run thirteen fourteen thirty five thirteen forty five thirteen forty yeah yeah <laughs> first first real five gates at the gates, but. I ended up going 14.50 because I was on pace for the first mile because uh, I had a pacer. And then once they dropped, I just didn't know what to do. So I didn't really push myself as hard just because I was inexperienced. Also, I will say that, was that Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. That day sucked. It was hot as hell. It was pretty hot. I mean, I like, condition-wise, I felt amazing. Like it was know, just the it was just like I just can't run fast in a time trial. I yeah I know we talked about that. It's hard to hype yourself up when there's like nobody really around. And I had one of the top ten worst runs of my life on Saturday. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, I keep a running tally of the top ten worst runs, 
And there's uh, like two that come to my mind. That was on there. I thought I was gonna pass out for like seven miles. It was really weird. And I have a hose outside that I was the whole time when I was running. I was like, I would buy my house again just to have that hose. Just to have that hose. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds desperate. Sounds like you prepared very well for that run. Yeah, there was like some kids selling water bottles on the side of the road, and I almost went up to him and was like, I'll give you $10, but just wait here. Yeah. I'll be back in 45 minutes or something like that. No, That's I did hilarious. not prepare. I drank a body armor, but I was like Achilles, man. I was exposed a little bit. A little exposed. Yeah, my Achilles hurts now. Damn. Um, but what I was going to say about the story about how bad I am at running by myself, the same season that I went 147 for the first time, broke the ACC record, but got fourth, so I never got it. The very same season, I was on a DMR like running the 800, and I got it. I wasn't in first, but I was in like second by a huge gap, and there was nobody with me, and I just like, I guess I ran too conservatively, and I just ran my leg, and I ran 154, and it felt like it felt like a race, and I was just like, what the heck happened? You're at 154? I just don't know how to push myself. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> just by myself, just going, and I ran, I was, was like, that what was flat that? track? Mm-mm. No. It was at Vandy, a fast track. That, that is technically flat. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> That's tough to do. Yeah, I just, I just have, I'm, I'm a racer. I'm not a, a runner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Crunch those numbers. Yeah. All right. Well. We got some good questions. We got week. some good questions. Let me pull them up. Um, oh, look at that. This is the first time my phone has ever opened up, and the questions have been right here. Incredible. All right, first one. Hi, my name is Solvay. Uh, I'm 14 years old and currently live in D.C. And I'm on my way to the grocery store. And I'm just listening to your podcast. You know, first of all, I love your podcast. It's hilarious. Hopefully you guys can hear me. There's like a huge bus driving life. So I love your podcast. It's hilarious. So my question is, what is the weirdest thing you guys have ever done before a race? Like, Drink something really weird, or just some event that happened before a race that was really weird and hilarious. So, yeah, thank you so much. That was a great question. Solve, I think, was her name. Shout out, Solve. And now I just might add that to my kids' names. That's list. true. That's I a like good that name. name. Solve Coburn. That's a good name. Oh, I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah. I think we are. Uh, shouts out to DC. Shouts out to walking to the grocery store. <laughs> Be careful though, because I know uh, it's crazy at a grocery store. It is crazy at grocery stores. I oh, before we get into this, <laughs> I've been trying to buy toilet paper for like a week and a half. You, you have to go on Tuesdays, by the way. That's when they restock. Oh, is it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, isn't it? Yeah, I just got a Gmail notification from oh. <laughs> I just got a notification for people die, buying, uh, not dying, buying um, dog ice cream from me. That's what oh. my life has come to. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so to the question, what is the oh, craziest wait, I say, thing? I was going to tell. It's a very quick tidbit. Oh, Couldn't find toilet paper. Used paper towels that you know. Did you know this? Used paper towels on Saturday and it clogged my whole drain. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what I had to do? Did I tell you? No. I put shampoo in my toilet, and that breaks up the t- paper. Incredible. And it, and it went down. I've no, had no problems. Wow. And then Jeremy brought me toilet paper. He, J- Jeremy, uh, quick thing. Don't bring me the freaking school toilet paper 
that's like paper thin, teensy teensy. Bring me the real stuff. Yeah, Jeremy, if you would give me free stuff, like, yeah. don't give me the crappy stuff, you know. Yeah. I need the crappy stuff, but like <laughs> that can hold the crappy stuff. All right. Anyways, Avery and I thought about this question. Basically, to rerun, to, to run back the question, it was, was there an event or anything that happened before a race that was pretty crazy? Um, for me, yes, my life has been a, an insane uh, roller coaster every day of my life. So there is always something, an event that happens to me as, uh, before races and stuff. So I had one um, my senior year of high school before the first time. I was trying to break 420 for the first time. Um, it was at my first race of my senior year at Georgia Tech, which is on the same street as my high school, but my high school was so bad that they wouldn't let us go to the meet that was on the same street. So I had to get in as an individual and then go. Anyways, I went to go watch the night before. They have the four by mile. It was like a big thing. Uh, So I got back to my car. My car was uh, dead, ticketed, and broken into. Um, The trifecta. The trifecta. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I called and I said, why did you guys take up my car? They booted my car at the same time because it was right behind the uh, West Campus apartments. And uh, I may have used a cuss word or two and he did not like that. So he said, if you cuss again, I'm going to hang up on you. And I did and he hung up. And it took me like 45 minutes to get somebody back on the phone. I had a guy come turn my car or jump my car. And then Barack Obama was in town that night, so they closed all the highways. My car uh, ran out of gas on the main road getting home Ponce de Leon. And so I just went to Fellini's Pizza at like 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the morning, got a piece of pizza, woke up the next morning, ran 4.17, PR'd, and we came through the first lap in 71, and our second lap was 59. What? Yeah, to get back to pace. That is the most high school thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's Shout pretty, out to Sid Vaughn. He was in that race. That's, that's, that's a lot of adversity, if you want to use that word. Um, and, and mine is a little different, and it all has to, has to do with my coach, my crazy coach, in high school, which I wish I could just, you know, just like, just, just like, just like show him off to you guys, because he was an absolute trip. And so this story will let, let, you, let you know kind of the guy he is. Uh, this actually didn't happen to me. This happened to one of my friends. Um, Jared Grigas and something similar happened to me but it's not as exciting so before the race um, you know we have like team meetings everyone brings their waterbell bibs gets that set up gets a plan and so it's meetings at 7 and Jared rolls up at like like 7 o'clock in like 15 seconds and he's last and my coach is a bit of a bully and he decided this is a great opportunity to pick on Jared and he said you know what you're late uh, I'm going to teach you a lesson do push ups until I get tired and he, but he said, wait, wait till after the meeting and whatnot. And so it did that. And when I say do push-ups until my coach got tired, like that's an expression that big tough guys use, but he was literal this time. Jared may have done 300 push-ups, I swear to God. Like, like you know, like the end of races where like someone like collapses or something and like literally cannot move their body and someone has to help them up. Yeah. This literally happened to Jared while doing push-ups. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And he, cause he was just so terrified. Okay. And another thing is, like, I would probably do the same thing. Like, you cannot say no to this guy. Like, there's he's, he's probably the only person I'm scared of on planet Earth is it's my crazy. high school coach. And so he did 300 push-ups. We should get uh, decent. There was an after. MTV show called Bully Beatdown. Bully Beatdown? Do you remember that show? Or do you no. know what you're talking about? So they would, like, get – they would 
find these stories of kids or guys or girls getting beaten up by their bully, and then they would get an MMA or UFC fighter to fight the bully. My coach would usually would destroy beat. anybody. So I'll fight him. <laughs> you hundred bucks. I'll fight him. Zane. I'm down Everyone's to terrified of this man. I'm, I'm Everyone's fine. terrified. I want to fight him. But something similar happened where we did a stride the wrong way the day before a region meet, and I think he was just trying to show off to the his other coaches and had us do like V ups in like monkey grass for like thirty minutes, but not as crazy as doing push ups into a completion. But anyways, that's probably the craziest thing that's happened to me, just because you know, from a coaching perspective, kind of counterproductive. Uh yes, very you could much say so. That. <laughs> it's, like, it's like booting a car. Very counterproductive. You it's don't like, want somebody to park in that spot, right. but you boot their car, so now they literally cannot move. Or it's out like of that before, spot. like an F one race, like you just like take your car out and just like do a few laps, waste some gas, burn the tires before you start. You've <laughs> talked about F one two times in the past two days. Now. Well, my roommates are big in early to it. <laughs> I've never heard you talk about it, but you talked about it yesterday. Well, how did it come up yesterday? Uh, after the run. On the field. I believe. Oh yeah, no, I remember that. F one cross country. F one cross country. So hope that ends. That was a great question. Thank you so much. Yeah, Solve, sick name. Hope we're getting it right. I think we are. Yeah, and I hope you call again. That was yeah. great. Call back. Also, the first time I listened to it, I thought you said you were twenty, and then we listened again. You said fourteen. I was like, that's a very big difference. <laughs> <That's a> difference. <laughs> All right. Uh, heading in to question numero dos. Cinco de Mayo. Hi, guys. This is Rebecca from Pepper, Georgia. I'm calling to ask for another celebrity DMR, but this time instead of one from Avery and one from Zane, I want a men's team and a women's team. And the new categories are comedian, politician, chef, and person from Tiger King. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. That great question. Thank you so much, Rebecca. We I know you, and I think I should have seen this question coming. Yeah, well, it's fun. She sounds. She mentioned. I lived with her sister. You did. Yeah. And shout out Rebecca. E. Shout out Rebecca and Savannah Intrican, and she sounds exactly like her sister. Funny how that happens. And I also farted, and it smells really bad. I'm sorry. Yep. Um. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I have a master with her. Um, so this maybe took the longest. This did. We really did our research uh, just because comedian, politician, chef, and Tiger King uh, feature character person kind on the show. Took us a while. We didn't talk about the order, and I thought that was a good. This is a good time to then talk. Oh about the shoot! Order. Yeah, we didn't. So yeah, I thought about that, but so then I didn't mention it. let's just let's just go in order from comedians, male, Politician. female, politicians, male, female. Okay, let's start with the let's start with the guys. So uh, the the twelve hundred leg for comedian is Kevin Hart. He's actually been doing a lot of running stuff. He's had he has. A couple he's Nike fit. campaigns. He's run the New York he's, City Marathon. He's run the Chicago Marathon, the L.A. Marathon. Oh yeah, something. So uh, that's yeah, obvious he's, choice. He's a. Uh, He's sort of built like a, a runner. So. And he's very involved with, I mean, he track meets. I, I yeah, see yeah, all yeah. those social media videos. So is your guy on your shirt. Rick Flair drip. Shout Rick out. Flair. He was at a, our meet. A I know. I got a picture with him. I, know. I, I kicked him out, actually. My coach told me to. It's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Um, and then for the politician, this was kind of more my my expertise. Avery uh, hasn't ever I watch TikTok all day. That's I right. don't really live Avery's in America. Yeah, that's right. So... Um, there's a couple of politicians. I think we talked about Seb Coe, Sebastian Coe. He's like a 141 
uh, guy. In Parliament. In Parliament. But Mm. that was too much of an obvious choice, I think. But you could obviously put him on there. But I think we'd have to take him now. You said he could still probably run like 155. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he's, I, I do. But there's a uh, there was a, a presidential candidate this uh, election season named Beto O'Rourke. Um, there's a couple Let's Run threads about him running about like I can't remember like 1830 something like that in the 5K. So um, he's not going to be on the 400 leg. That's going to be our chef, which is Brad Leone from It's Alive. If you guys don't watch. The Bon Appetit Show, It's Alive with Brad Leone. I really, really suggest it, especially in quarantine times like this. It is 15 minutes. You learn how to make something. I made some sourdough bread. You can make some focaccia bread. You can make cast iron pizzas. You can, And he's known for fermenting things um, and like pickles if you have and garlic. no and, idea who he is, that's that, that, was, that was my stance on uh, He has like, like a couple million followers. I, I checked he doesn't. What does he have? He's like he's like eight hundred, which is big. Eight hundred k, pretty good. All of his videos get over two million views. I no, I, if you if you guys know him, yeah, you're, you're not me, you know. And but then, shout out Bradley Owen. Yeah, yeah. So he's a bigger guy, so we're gonna throw him on the four. But if he couldn't make it, our we're, reserve we're setting fire to the track. That's right. We're coming in hot with uh, Guy Fieri. Okay, Guy Fieri. He wears flame shirts. You don't do that if you He's can't. He's the fastest guy in Flavortown. <laughs> he is the fastest guy in Flavortown. Yes. And you've seen his diet. That's the diet of a he real man. He has sunglasses. Man. He already wears the glasses. That's true. You know. Aerodynamics. Yeah, he's tan. He's ready he's to go. He's tan. He's ready to go. Yeah. He, and he there. travels around. Yeah. He's used to traveling. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be our 400 legs. So it's going Kevin Hart, Brad Leone, Beto O'Rourke, and then our Tiger King person is... John Rinky. He's the guy who has the prosthetic legs. The prosthetic legs. And that has had nothing to, to do with the tiger accident. No, it didn't. But that right. has but that has seemed to help a couple people. So I right. just say we throw spikes in the bottom of those. Right. And we got a good mile leg out of John. You think I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. what do you think? Eight hundred? I was I was thinking okay, you, Kevin you, Hart in the mile. Okay. Tiger King in the twelve. That's the only thing I'd switch. But you know, that's that's a minor difference. Okay. Uh, that's fine. I can I can John with that. Rink. Uh, but yeah, you know, because because another thing about having the prosthetics is, you know, although you know you're missing out on the power that comes from your calves, it's also a lot lighter. So you, you know, you cut off maybe I, there's no twenty pounds um, lactic acid build up in your calves. Right, in other places. I mean, I mean, obviously, it's obviously it's, very hard to be legless. Yeah, yeah, definitely not, not you know. Yeah, <laughs> trying to be sensitive at least Absolutely. a little bit. No, definitely. So, um, but yeah. That's and then guy. for the women's side of things, um, coming in, I think for the 1,200 leg, we're starting off strong with Betty White. She's 98 years old. She's 98 years old. And we could age grade this. We could. We, we can always throw that in, in their prime. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to say Betty White in her prime. Why? I don't even think she needs to be in her prime. I think she's 98. She's still working. She's she is tough. still working. She can grind through 1,200. I think Come she on. could. She can grind through the Golden Girls. She, she can. can grind there are not many people in Hollywood that... That break that that age age limit. No, no, so she's tough. She's a mother old. fricker. That's right. So shouts out to Betty White. Um, on our politician, we got on the four hundred leg. Um, we're going with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez out of New York. That's right. She is also a tough lady out of tough the lady. Bronx. 
Um, putting it down still to in everybody. Prime. Still in a prime. She's only 30 years old. Only 30 years old. Uh, this may be my marriage proposal. <laughs> Maybe you're not. If you're listening. <laughs> um, this is a New York uh, subsidiary. That's right. The number is 646-780-9218. Did we ever even say it last We forget episode? all the time, bro. I didn't even think about it. It didn't yeah, come up to right, me one time. I guess people who are calling in already know. Uh, well, whatever. It's good to put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so she's going to be on the 400 leg, she's feisty. Who do you put on the four? I, th- I thought there's someone else. Well, I want. Well, actually, we could switch these. I say Tiger King. We were thinking I, we couldn't find the woman's name who got her arm literally bitten off by a tiger and then came back to work like 30 seconds later. Right, right. <laughs> and that was ridiculous. That I mean, she showed some pretty serious loyalty um, by doing that. Obviously, the other woman there in the show was uh, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. She is a firecracker. She is an absolute firecracker. She does not say no. And you know, you know what we what we like on our eight hundred legs. What did we put her in her leg? Who? Uh, the Tiger King. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, only, the thing we love with our with our eight hundred legs is just mental toughness, just to be able to fight through anything. Yeah. Just. Mind over matter. She can literally feed it. her husband to a tiger. Not even think about it. Not even think about it. Whatever. It's, yeah. the, it's what needs to be done. And yeah. so she's going to do what needs to be done yeah. to get through that 800 that's leg. That's right. And that's a tough leg. So we'll put her on the 8. And we're putting... Cor- Ocasio, Ocasio-Cortez. Where are we putting her? I was thinking the 12. 1,200? Wait. Who's our comedian? Betty. Betty. My B. My B. That's my leg, no doubt. Okay. Where's Cat Cora? Oh, we just... Cat Cora is our next leg go go ahead and run down who cat cora is cat cora is an iron chef, chef. <laughs> now not only did that's avery not leg, right that's we'll, what, that's we'll what's talk left. about it okay yeah that's right though avery did not know a single chef to begin with he doesn't know anybody who cooks he knew chef boy rd this isn't true he knew uh chef uh DiGiorno, and then <laughs> He knew Betty Crocker. Papa John's. I knew Papa John's. Oh, Papa John's. <laughs> um, but Kat Cora, Iron Chef. She's 4'11". She is feisty. She's built for it. She also has a child named Zoran, which um, kind of skyrocketed her into the lead. That did. That did. I, I, at first, I was like, Kat Cora, because I, 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 I knew who she was, because uh, I watched a little bit of Iron Chef. But then she said, oh, his son's name Zoran, and no person... <laughs> No, no beta human right. would ever name their children Zoran. Zoran. That's an alpha move, right? That there. is a very alpha move, and I also want to quickly read out her other children's names because they were also. And her name's Cat, dude. She's Cat. Her name's Cat Cora. Then her children are Zoran, Thatcher, Nash, and Kajay. That's electric. That's absolutely electric. Thatcher. That says a lot about somebody. It does. Don't give a heck. They'll run that 400. Yeah. And no she's doubt. from Mississippi. She's used to the heat. She can take she, a 400 yeah, she, leg. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Shout out. Yeah. So we're going to throw her on the 400 leg. Um, and then Ascasio Cortez going a mile. I think I think we messed this up. Okay. You, you, we, let's fix it. Okay. Let's fix it. I was I actually I forgot Cat Cora was was our mile leg. I think I said that because yeah. four eleven that's that's what you want, you know. And she's probably gonna run four eleven. And she's probably gonna run four eleven, right? Um, I think Betty White in the twelve. She got some fight. Yeah. She's it may, might be leg. immortal, honestly. Yeah, you're right. So that's a tough leg. Um, you know, she you, you don't you don't get random genes to live ninety eight. That's true. It's electric. And then 
We got Alexandra Cortez on the 400. Ascasio Cortez. Cat Corn the Mile. And then Carol Baskin on and the, the 800. Oh, we did talk about true. that. Okay. We did one. Okay, so let's Carol quickly, Baskin. briefly run down. We think Kevin Hart could run for 1,200. Bro. Um. 350. Okay. I'm not going to. For 1,200? What is that? Is that too fast? Uh, no, it's not too fast. It's like six minute pace almost. Okay, like yeah, I'm gonna give him that then. All right, all right. I back it. I back it. Bader or uh, Bradley Owen or Guy Fieri, they ain't breaking eighty in the four hundred. No way. No way. No. Guy, Guy Fieri, dude. He's chunky. He's like a keg. He'll set fire on the track. He may, but I don't think he, he is. Will. He's a lot of fuel reserves in him over the years. That's right. He does have a lot of uh, roast beef. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the pride of Flavortown behind him. He does have the pride of Flavortown. I'm giving him a 90. And then <laughs> um, Bader O'Rourke in the 800. He's actually relatively fit. I think he could probably run 255. Relatively fit. Okay. Yeah, I, I, maybe 250. You don't even know who he is. John Rinky's going 357. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, Betty White in a, in a 1200 she's going 20 minutes 20 minutes <laughs> I don't know dude I think she might crack 5 crack 5 yeah she got her she got her uh, her walker oh, on put, put wheels on both ends take those did tennis you ever, when balls you were off at, when you had Penn Realize did you ever get to watch the like 110 oh, year old favorite yeah do they yeah. I don't, do they do they run 100 or is it like a 60? They do it all. There, there's there's even, I think, like the Masters 4x4, which is the greatest. It's like the 60 and up 4x4. Well, then they have like the, awesome. the 95 and up 100. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do watch that. See. And some people like run 15. It's insane. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Um, I don't know what any of these other people could run. Carol Baskin, she's running like six minutes for 800 probably. <laughs> she's got she's got a lot of tiger meat. You know here. what? Uh, we answered the. I think you know it, it was a tough one, but I think you know we gave this question our best shot. Oh, I, I agree. I think we really we got, we might have talked about this more than we've talked about any other question in the world. In the world, yeah, I think so. The question of meaning of life. That's right. You the know? next question is coming mm-hmm. from Derek from Kokomo. We called in last week. Um, I got confused about Kokomo, um, Indiana versus Kokomo. I guess near Jamaica. Yep. Which people usually get confused, so I can understand how that happened. <laughs> anyway, so he's going to give us a brief 15 to 20 second rundown of the history of Kokomo, Indiana. Um, and then he's going to ask us a question. So um, this is question number three. We're going to do four questions today. We usually do three, but we thought, why the heck not? Why the heck not? Hey, this is Derek from Kokomo calling back in. Uh, wanted to thank you guys for answering my last call, and uh, you know, give, give you a few more fun facts about Kokomo. Featured in the 1980 American music comedy film The Blues Brothers, Kokomo was the town where they played in the bar with the chicken wire and ended up playing Rawhide to make everyone happy. That always cracks me up. Anyway, uh, being how everyone's stuck inside, uh, are there any movies that hyped you up in high school or in college or now? Um, you know, for me, it was breaking away. I don't know, Indiana team. Anyway, just curious if there's anything I should watch. Uh, have a good one, guys. Thanks again. Is breaking away uh, about bikes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen exactly. that. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, yeah, the Blues Brothers. If I'm not mistaken, that's a Coen great Brothers movie. movie. Uh, yes. Is it Coen Brothers? It might. It, it, it sounds pretty real. Um, but yeah, Breaking Away is actually really, really great. It's about like indoor cycling, like the Indiana University team or something like that. If I'm remembering correctly, they just hit me right when he was talking about it because he said something about Indiana. Shouts out to Indiana. My whole, you know, my whole family lives up there. So yeah. Shouts out to Whiteland. Shout out. And, and, and uh, Blues Brothers directed by John Landis. John Landis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, cool. Well, in terms of movies that hype me up, again, it's hard for me to be inspired, I guess. I don't know. But um, there's a couple movies that do come to mind that I just think are super cool. And, like, the characters themselves are, like, the like who I want to be. And they're just, like, that person's so cool that... It like it like revs me up. So, um, first one, my favorite movie of all time, hands down, no doubt, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Shouts out to Ferris. If I had a girl, I'd probably name her Sloan from the movie. Shout out. Yeah, she is my favorite. But Ferris is like the coolest dude ever. Just getting away with everything. The most popular dude in the whole whole city. Takes a Ferrari to Chicago. You know, does the whole nine. I don't know. He's such a gangster. I mean, it's he just. I love him. So you you just want to just feed off. Those I relate. Vibes. I relate to yeah. Ferris a, yeah. a little bit. Not not like being like the most popular dude in the world, but just like trying to get away with those kind of things in high school. I was like me to a T. Um, and then there's also a movie called Catch Me If You Can. It's with Leonardo That's DiCaprio. One. That's a good um, one. Ferris is trying to like you know kind of run away from high school, and then Catch Me If You Can. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is Frank Abagnale Jr. He is posing. He's like in in the movie. He you know he looks a little older, but in real life it was like when he was like 15 or something to like 18. He posed as a doctor, a pilot, and a lawyer, and got away with it. Was Forging checks, making millions of dollars, and married uh, like a 25-year-old like nurse or something, was flying, you know, just for free for years and years and years. Ended up being caught, but then he worked for uh, the FBI and kind of got out of his sentence. Anyways, he's the most gangster dude probably in the history of people. And just like I'm always <laughs> like, if you can literally forge a check. To American Airlines or whoever he was flying with, they literally couldn't tell a difference between his check and a real check. If you can get away with that, you should keep the money, in my opinion. If you're that good at what you're doing, you should just get a, be a, go ahead and get away with it, unless you're killing people. So I, I, f- I feel like the theme here with Zane's questions is you just like, just just cool cats, badass cool motherfuckers. And then I also had super bad on here. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because there's a scene in the movie. Where they're running away from the cops. Oh, yeah. Where they're running away from uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Bill Hader. And um, they can't catch him. And he goes, that's got to be the fastest kid in the world. (laughs) And the second cross-country race I ever ran, this kid, who ended up being the state champion, broke away from me in like the last mile. And I said that out loud. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Um, That movie is also just like hilarious. No, that's a great movie. Yeah. So... Uh, my, my, honestly, my, my movies were very similar to the theme of Zane's, just like cool cats that are doing cool things. And Zane's laughing at me because he's like, really? Because <laughs> he knows what I'm about to say. Uh, but the thing that really gets me going is I, I like superhero movies. I like Marvel movies just because, you know, it's just they're doing beyond things, doing magical things. Um, really inspirational if you can get into that. Inspirational in like the least literal sense possible. Um 
just you know just just people doing super things and i want to be a super guy on the track you know what i'm saying uh and so i, I like marvel movies you know like batman really gets me going wait that's not marvel but that was just the first one that came to my mind uh avenger movies are great iron man's great and another thing that i remember watching this is like like one of the few memories i have of like a, a, a movie that really got me going before a race i watched oceans 11 with like half the team in a hotel uh before a 1500 at fsu and if you haven't seen that movie, and I'm sure you have, that is, it's just one of the coolest movies of I all time. I blanked out. I'm sorry. What movie? Ocean's Eleven. Oh, oh, great movie. Great movie. Ocean's Eleven. Another. Literally, yeah, good one. Literally, literally after we watched that movie, after we did the race, because I think it was like a two-day meet or something, I ran the 1500, won it. Uh, I think I ran 344, closing in 55. Um, we literally went to the Ross across the street Got just like the most Ocean's Eleven sunglasses. Yeah, Ocean's like, Eleven is six. See, like, it's sort of on the theme track. as my two first. I know Ocean's. Yeah. So oh, so great. we all we all got dripped out and took pictures next to the Florida pool. Yeah. Uh, it was really stupid, but that's something I'll never forget, dude. Ocean's Eleven. Also, I mean, like in terms of an inspirational movie, I really like The Blind Side. Um, it's a true story, and I was playing basketball outside my house when I was younger, and they were filming the movie in my neighborhood. Or really? Like if one of yeah, I can't remember where, like what part of the movie, but yeah, I saw I saw them like drive by a million times uh, with a camera in front of their car. I was like, what the heck's going on? And then the movie, and I was like, that looks real familiar. <laughs> Anyways, Dude. that's a great movie. Yeah. True story. Also, also, I did watch the pre movie when I was in Eugene for the first time by myself, and I mean, it's not like the best made movie ever, but it There's really really them. put me in the. You know, immersed me in the culture. Yeah, there's a movie um, also about Haile Gebre Selassie, uh, the former world record holder in the 5K. I think he's run 12:37, um, and he's a lot of world records. Anyways, it's called Endurance. If you guys don't know who that is or whatever, um, it's a great, great watch. The first scene is him just running through Ethiopia. I love when people kind of just like know trails and have been there a million different times. I mean, it's just so obvious he's run a million miles and he's running like 430 pace just so easy through these you know like the freaking like plains of africa it's, it's <laughs> wild um but yeah so that's good i know we named like 800 different movies but yeah you know what dude we we've been around the block a few times and that's just what gets us going bro watch it ocean's 11 bro blows your mind it'll blow your mind i mean it'll yeah. blow your mind that's yeah. all i'm gonna say about that yeah also yeah i'm not gonna get into it i won't say another one <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, we, we yeah, said, no. I have, I have a few. Uh, for anyway, this next one. But yes, but yes, I want to say thank you for your facts about Kokomo. Um, I don't know if I said this on air last time, but um, one of the loves of my life was living in Kokomo. Her parents were living in Kokomo for a while, from Argentina. Oh, okay. Yeah. One so, of the many loves of Zane's life. Yeah, I got about 50 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's about time to get into the, the zone. And a lot of people... Uh, a lot of listeners, when we say get into the bone zone, B-Bone is calling up. You guys, Some of you guys don't think he's a real person. Some of y'all think like he's a plant that we have, oh, which do they is really? offensive. Do they really? Yeah. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Oh, really? That's a conspiracy. Everybody I've, I've talked to, they're like, they're like, oh, who's, who's B-Bone? Do you know him? I'm like, no, dude. He's just the true. Well, I do know him. I do know him, but not until I started this podcast. Yeah. He's just the truest mother freaker bad boy and he's just like ferris bueller he's just like oceans 11 bro he's he's just living life abe froman the sausage king all right if you knew ferris bueller i'm old as hell all right let's get into this last question from mr b bone himself he is not a plant i'm an industry plant 
B-Bone is not. <laughs> B-Bone is not. Billy Eilish and I are, are industry plants. B-Bone is not. B-Bone is not. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking us to the bone zone. The yeah. question was... I also want to say uh, thank you for using correct traffic procedures. I could hear his um, turn signal on. You, shout out B-Bone. He's yeah. the safest guy. He's a He's cool cat. He follows guy. the rules, though. Yeah. So, so this question is who of all the track and field athletes in the world that, are, that do not run the 800 or up, so, you know, specialists, mm-hmm. um, sprinters, field events, what have you, could run the best marathon. It means Zane talked about this a decent amount, and we kind of narrowed it down to two events: the decathlon and the 400 meter hurdles. Right. Just because you know we can't we can't be asking anybody that you know <laughs> doesn't doesn't have that endurance regimen to be. The 400 hurdles usually like translates relatively well to the 800. Um, one guy named Brandon Johnson, I believe, in 2013. I actually just watched that race. Uh, couple days ago he was a 400 hurdler who moved to the 800 and then ran 143 which is pretty crazy that's pretty crazy and then edwin moses excuse me it's burped is that your pick no we have a pick i know we have a pick but um edwin moses i just want to shout him out because i think i've talked about him before he was a former world record holder at the 400 hurdles um and uh didn't lose a race for nine years nine months and nine days after he lost one race also the track, about a mile away from here, he went to Morehouse College. Oh, sh- I didn't know he went to Morehouse. Isn't that crazy? That is. It's named after him. It's literally less than a mile down the road. It's on my street. All you got to do is run up my street that, that way. That is awesome. Shout out Edwin Moses, bro. That's why I want to shout him out. Because he went to Morehouse. That's awesome, dude. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. Yeah. ATL. So, Edwin Moses, that, that's you know, the obvious pick just because really hyper-competitive alpha male. We like those. Uh, 400 meter hurdles, closest thing we can get. But to endurance. But but we got these guys. But we got these guys. And you know, we talked about the 400 meter hurdles. But when we talked about the decathletes, and I think our decathletes could do some damage. Yeah. Um, the obvious choice is Ashton Eaton, but we don't think he's the best. I no. mean, although he's the greatest athlete to ever be born. I agree. There's an that. argument for that. He was he was specialized in you know the the 400. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he, he was, was, he was a, a great jumper. He was a 110 hurdler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was his best event. And so 110 hurdle does not exactly equate to the marathon. Yeah. But then we looked at decathletes whose best event was the 1500. Yeah. And you might not have heard of this guy, but you will not forget him. Our boy, Curtis Beach. Curtis Beach, ACC guy, Duke University. Duke University. High what? school, yeah, I mean like. High school athlete of the year? Yeah. Uh, he 8,000 points in the decathlon. Um, he has pole vaulted 5.1 meters. Right. He had run 49 in the 400 hurdles. Pretty good. He ran 10.5 in the 100. But the craziest part. Oh, yeah. 147. He runs 147 in the 800. Yeah. And 359 in the 1500. So crazy. And that just, he smokes. 147. That's so crazy. And he's a decathlete. 17-time state champion out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Curtis Beach. He he's honestly one of the most insane athletes because I, I don't know anybody who can do, who has that range. And eight thousand, like the fifteen hundred, is not that big of you know, is such a small portion of the decathlon. Oh yeah. I mean, so if he can just points just aren't, like they're not getting a lot of points. But no, he got a lot of points. That he, was the second fastest fifteen hundred ever in a decathlon. Which is and not not only did he do that, he was good at other events too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Without a doubt, I think Curtis Beach. I think he could. He just like seems like a crazy dude. Like he could probably just. Tough out a marathon. Oh yeah, for sure. He's the will because like decathletes, you have to be a little bit insane, yeah, uh, to be a decathlete because you're training literally all day. Yeah, that's. I think it's it's probably the hardest sport. Sport uh, event. Yeah, event. Would you even call it an event? What would you call it? No, it's an event. I call it an event. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I say hardest hardest subcategory of a sport. Maybe swimming might be harder, just because you know there's the 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 limits of how much you can train are way far away compared to running. Because you can just go 20 hours a day or whatever. Oh, and swimming because yeah. you don't know. Because your body will handle that. Yeah. So, decathlon is nuts. Oh, I agree with so, that. So, going 147, 359, I think he's the obvious pick. And if you guys have a better oh, choice. He's 46.7 in the 400. Oh, yeah, dude. This dude is He doesn't play, dude. 8,000 is not easy. No, 8,000. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This man's a, f- a force. Absolute force. What heck? <laughs> Where's the 15? Wow, that is so crazy. Yeah. Huh. If only. If only. Just so, yeah. born like that, just to like, whatever, I'll just go out and run 147 animal. today. I think he went to NCAAs his senior year in the 800, if I'm not mistaken, or something. He didn't do the – I can't remember, but it was something like that. That's nuts. He just like decided to do that instead. That's honestly so nuts. But, yeah, Curtis Beach – Um. Yeah. Also, what I wanted to do, this is what I wanted to do. Oh, I'm an idiot. Come on, bro. I wanted to start the podcast like this, and I thought about this on my run. Is a lot of like people who may be newer to the sport don't really know about, you know, previous distance runners, American distance runners, oh, yeah. whoever it may be, who didn't, you know, haven't run relatively recently. And I was just doing some research. Uh, just looking at races and all that kind of stuff. And a guy popped up. His name's Bob Kennedy. And I thought Bob Kennedy, even knowing you know as much as I do or I think I do about running, um, stopped competing in, like, I want to say somewhere like 2004 or something like that. So, I mean, it's like not yesterday, but it's not a million years ago. Bob Kennedy had run – he's an American from Bloomington, Indiana. Shouts out to Indiana again. Went to the – Indiana University. Shouts out to the Hoosiers. He ran twelve fifty eight in the eight hundred. I mean, in the eight hundred meters, in the five thousand meters, 
and he ran 7.30 in the 3K. American born. 7.30 is nuts. Yeah. Two-time Olympian or one-time? I can't remember. Anyways, he ran in Atlanta. Two-time Olympian. Yeah. Here 92, in 96. 92 and 96. He ran in Barcelona in here. Looks like it, yeah. Yeah. Where is PR 1258? Am I making that yep, up? Yeah, no, 1258. That's right, dude. Former American record. That's insane. 1258. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, no, that that is true. I had never heard of him, too. And so. Well, I mean, I had heard of him, but I thought he had run a million years ago. Like, I thought he was, like, Craig Virgin era, like, in Oh, Illinois, really? Like in the, yeah, like, way back in the day. Um, but anyways, yeah, he'd run 1258. I think he's one of seven non-African runners to ever break 13 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. That's incredible. So, do your history. We'll learn your history. and Maybe, maybe he, throughout this podcast... You know, we'll we'll drop a little bit of history for you guys because I'm I'm learning this stuff too. You know, I'm I'm, I'm definitely uh, freshening up with some of the older runners just just because you know I just love to do research on training and there's so many different ways to do it. Yeah. And it always fascinates me of you know back when the sport didn't have as much infrastructure, how people ran so fast, or even science at all. They just whatever. Right. Which which is another big thing I like to go into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is way far away from the podcast, but it I I do like talking about it is just i feel like nowadays sometimes and, and this isn't just running but like just like overcomplicating things sure you know it's just like oh you know like I, I, like some, I talked to somebody recently and they said like oh yeah our coach said to and by the way this coach is like really good know what knows what they're doing but their coach said oh hey yeah I have to take collagen at 8 p.m at night and then an hour later do eight minutes of jump roping what? and that was just part of their regimen and i was just like like there's I'd no way that's necessary. That. Um, do your research. I think becoming a student of the sport is a way to get into anything, or just becoming interested in, in anything is uh, a way to get more into it. So, um, I think we can end it on that. Uh, if you have any questions about any runners or you know anything like that, I'm I usually know a little bit about some folks. So, call in and ask us some questions and any any other stuff you have. What's the what's the number? Six four six seven eight zero nine two one eight. Yep, that's it. Uh, yeah, go on to Sidious Mag and buy a Sidious Mag Track Club T-shirt. Why not? Why not? Also, part of the crew. Part of the crew. We're supposed to be getting some. I got you one. Shout out, bro. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll be back next week, as always, for episode number four. Team. That's as old as uh, one of our listeners. That is. Shout out, dude. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Way. See you next week. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't.